Welcome to the Disneyland Forever Podcast, your source for all things from the happiest place on earth. For more updates, make sure that you follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Disneyland Forever, and you can check out our website, DisneylandForever.com. Hi, everyone. It's Jordan again. And Daniel. Uh, I have to apologize for last week's episode. If you had pressed play and was like, hmm, why does this topic not match the title? Then we are really making it now because... We are making mistakes. It's it's so you pay attention. <laughs> pay attention. Thanks for those who kind of pointed it out so we could get it fixed. Unfortunately, I, it was I the end no of the day. But yeah, so, so if, you, if it didn't seem right, go back and listen to it again. But this week, we actually uh, are going to be talking about everything you can do at Disneyland that is, if you are a big Star Wars, which is the word you use? Aficionado. Aficionado. And so we'll be going through everything. Grazie. What? <laughs> Isn't it Italian? <laughs> Aficionado? I don't remember any Italians in the Star Wars universe. <laughs> no, just the word aficionado, <laughs> no. not Star Wars. <laughs> well, anyway, so we're going to be getting into that and kind of detailing everything. Uh, if you haven't really experienced all these things and you're a big Star Wars fan, you want to know everything there is to do Star Wars, uh, then we'll be talking about that. Uh, but first off, we are going to start with another review on Apple Podcasts that we got. It's from Cherry Farm Girl. Disneyland Forever is awesome. Dan and Jordan are the best. This podcast is funny, informative, and super positive, even when talking about price increases. I have learned so many helpful tips. This is just what everyone needs for planning their next trip to Disneyland. Thank you. We try to stay positive as much as we can. And we are the funniest things ever. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fine. Sure. I think so. <laughs> I know you think so. <laughs> So uh, thank you again to those who have written reviews. So if you have not done so, please consider leaving one on Apple Podcasts. And then uh, if you just feel this is five-star worthy, you can go ahead and leave us a five-star rating on either Apple or Spotify. And it really helps us out. Thank you all so much. We've gotten so many ratings and reviews. We're really happy. And remember, if you leave us a review, when we will... You will be famous, too. You will be famous (laughs) uh, as we read it out online. So thank you for that. Um, now there, of course, when we published last week, our episode, that was when some big news actually dropped. It always happens like 12 seconds after we publish. It's just inevitable. (laughs) So, um, as here's the, the news, the biggest news stories as of when we were recording this. So there's a chance that some new stuff has happened since then. Yeah, probably as you're reading this, they'll announce that Disneyland has tripled in size. When are they reading a podcast? (laughs) What? You said while you're reading this. While you're listening to it. (laughs) Reading it with your ears. There you go. (laughs) While you're listening to this, they will announce that Disneyland is going to be all of Orange County, and there's going to be 26 themed lands. and (laughs) Mighty Ducks Land. Um, So, anyway... Sorry, that was a big segue into news stories. So the first one is a small thing that Disney never really announced, but people noticed it when It's a Small World opened up for the holiday season, is that people have noticed that in an effort to be more inclusive, they added some dolls in It's a Small World that are in wheelchairs. So cute. I'm excited to see them. So it, I think it's really adorable for so that kids can see themselves reflected a little bit more in... Um, and the characters around them in the Disney parks. So it's, it's already so cutely inclusive with how all the 
countries that it represents, but that is fun. So keep a lookout for those next time you go on It's a Small World. Um, the biggest news story that dropped last week was we have known for a while that they were working on uh, Tarzan's Treehouse, and we knew it was not going to be Tarzan's Treehouse anymore. Because they took out the entire entrance. Yep. So <laughs> they had announced that, but they had not said what it was going to be. We had on an earlier episode postulated that it should be Antonio's Treehouse and themed to Encanto. Well, Disney has decided not to do that. They finally announced what this treehouse is going to be, and it's going to be called the Adventureland Treehouse. Very, very specific and very well thought out name. (laughs) Yes, I know. (laughs) This will be opening in 2023. The thing about it that's weird is that they, it's called the Adventureland Treehouse, but they said it is very much inspired by the old film, The Swiss Family Robinson. And if you are thinking, hmm, that sounds familiar... Prior to like prior to the late '90s, prior to when Tarzan came out, that treehouse was the Swiss Family Robinson treehouse, and so it's a movie. It's a movie, but <laughs> it was the Swiss Family Robinson treehouse before then, and so they're kind of bringing back some of that theming. They did not say that it's completely Swiss Family Robinson, but that it's inspired by uh, by the film. So that's kind of interesting, but. Some people were postulating there would be no thing, nothing there in the, at all. But well, last time we were there in October, there was there were people working on it at night. So you could see like this the sheet over it. And I was trying to th- see like what can I see if there can I tell if there's anything specific I can see. This I could is, not. Yeah, this is <laughs> and that might be because of this. It's a little bit more generic, so it'll be kind of cool when it opens up. But yeah, it's not going to be like a specific theme thing, or at least not to a pre- not necessarily to a pre-existing. Uh, intellectual property in Disneydom. So that'll be interesting. But at least we finally have an answer of what they're doing with that treehouse. So we finally know. So that's something. Encanto land would have been so much better, but... It would have been. Oh, well. Disney, you need to listen to our, ide- our ideas. We have... We- well, we like to think we have good ones, but maybe we're just full of ourselves. Uh, so those are the major news stories for this week. So with that, we're going to get into our main thing. So if you are a Star Wars lover, um, I Dan has been a Star Wars lover pretty much your whole life, right? Yep. I remember... So I was born the year that uh, Empire Strikes Back came out. Yes. And... I remember watching Return of the Jedi as a kid. It was always on TV. We had to record the from VHS, and one, the main recording we had had like this weather. Rep, or, you know, it says like there's a severe storm warning or something, and it like interrupted <laughs> part of it. But I, I absolutely love Return of the Jedi. That's my probably my favorite movie of all time. And I've become more of a Star Wars fan since I've known you, because when we were growing up, we had recorded the original movies, but we'd never recorded episode four, so I only knew episodes five and six. I had episode four on Betamax. We did have a Betamax. My dad just finally gave it away a couple years ago. Wow. <laughs> and um, so I didn't know it as well. I always had to like try and find it, and there was only one in the house, but... Um, it's funny because that's what I thought Star Wars always was, was four, five, six. And now there's so much. And I, I still haven't watched all of the Star Wars Rebels, all the animated things. There's and so see, that's, much. That's what's funny is that since I've met you, yeah. I have yep. watched most of them. So um, in case anyone's wondering, my favorite Star Wars movie is episode five, followed closely 
by episode eight. And a lot of people disagree with me on that. I thought it was episode one. I thought that was your absolute favorite of all time. Let us never speak of that again. (laughs) Um, But if you are like us and you really like Star Wars, then you know that Disneyland has a lot of things to offer for you. So we're going to go through what we feel is like all the important things you must do if you or anyone in your group or family are also big Star Wars fans. Yeah, some of you probably have like an eight-year-old boy who (laughs) just loves Star Wars. Or maybe 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 an eight-year-old girl. Maybe an eight-year-old girl. Uh, But it's not just in Galaxy's Edge. There's actually other stuff that you have to find elsewhere. So obviously, uh, growing up when I was a kid, the Star Tours ride at Disneyland and uh, at Disney's Hollywood Studios, uh, Disney MGM Studios at that point, um... So, I mean, they had the old classic version with uh, Captain Rex, and he's just so cute. Um, But then they updated it to uh, Star Wars The Adventures Continue, and you get to go. uh, It's all random each time. You go to two locations, and you don't know where they're going to be until you go on the ride. uh, One of the people in the audience gets to be a spy. And you were finally the spy. I was finally the spy after you were the spy 213 times. I was spy like three times. Well, it felt like 213. <laughs> it was and, three. Yeah, I was finally this by this last year sometime. I can't remember when it was, but... It's just really fun that you can go on it multiple times and you don't necessarily have the same experience each even, time Even so, when you go uh, on Naboo down to Gungan land, whatever, I don't know if Sometimes that changes too. It's, there's like the, the Gungan that's standing there and sometimes he runs into the, uh, into the, the, the viewport. Yeah. It's so hilarious. So things change on that. Yeah. So, of course, you have to try out Star Tours and you have to do it multiple at least more than once. We're kind of weird too. We actually love the safety spiel and the Oh, you get used to that. It's how so the the droid accidentally kicks the other droid and then he goes <laughs> So it's just it's just fun. So you got to always go on that. That's in Tomorrowland. Uh, so you got to eat at the Galactic Grill in Tomorrowland as well. It used to just be the... It was originally the Tomorrowland, Tomorrowland Terrace, Terrace. But then years ago, they did the Season of the Force thing and changed the name to the Galactic Grill, and, and it's it always stuck. Did. Yep. So there's almost always some sort of uh, Darth Vader-themed food or something. So it's, it's just got fun theming for some of the meals. And there's almost always some sort of sipper, like Kylo Ren's ship. Um, or like those steel tumblers that would have yep. like the, uh, C-3PO and R2-D2 on one so of them. so cool looking. Grogu. Um, was on one of them. Yep. Uh, and then don't miss the Star Trader shop, which you... It would be hard to miss because it's the biggest shop in Tomorrowland. Yeah, but if you, when you're coming out of um, Star Tours down the ramp, there it is. And it's just so cool. to You just come from this immersive experience, and then there's just a whole bunch of cool Star Wars stuff. The, the rest of... Remember, there, you exit the, through the gift shop. Yeah, <laughs> obviously. Money, money, money. Um but, I mean, there's obviously a few other things at the other end of the store, but right when you co- go, come out, it's all Star Wars themed. And, and this is where you can actually build a lightsaber, too. Like, one of the cheap, cheap ones. Yeah. But if you don't want to spend all the money, you can do it there. And, yeah, it's just, it's a cool experience. Um, talking about other shopping, if you happen to be in downtown Disney, there's the Star Wars Trading Outpost, which used to be um, the Rainforest Cafe there. Mm -hmm. So they have just a whole bunch of stuff, especially if you happen to not be able to go into Disneyland one day or whatever, you can just shop there. Um, Oh, and we almost forgot to mention another, I mean, this is a limited time offering, but in Tomorrowland, if you are there in either May or June, you typically, then you could ride Hyperspace Mountain. Or as you thought I wrote, because you can't read my handwriting, Hyperspace Mozart. You tell me how that doesn't say Mozart. <laughs> <laughs> so Hyperspace Mountain, it's the same ride, but it's just different projections everywhere. And 
it's not my favorite version of Space Mountain, but it's pretty no, fun. It's, it's still fun. Especially yeah. when you have to like you have to duck underneath yeah, what, you're uh, like dodging a TIE laser. There, there's really cool laser effects in it. So and it's just the great music. You already get good music because it's in the speakers behind you, but it's it's a really fun time. Um there's two things that we don't know if, if they'll they'll ever come back or what. Uh there's the Star Wars nights that they often do around May the fourth. Um, we, that's so the, the one that, event we talked about before. Yeah, we did a whole episode about that. So it's about the Disneyland after dark events. You can go back and listen to that to uh, get a little bit more info about how was, that particular night it, was. It was cool in theory, but it, uh, you couldn't get everything done that you wanted. Mm-hmm. But for yeah, if you love Star Wars, if they do that again, make sure to do that. And then the Star Wars launch bay in Tomorrowland. Who knows if it's coming back? If hopefully. you didn't know what it was, it was mostly a shop and some meet and greets. It was kind of nice for the meet and greets, but we it hasn't reopened since yeah. COVID, and it's not, we're not sur- sure that it's even going to reopen. They haven't announced that it's not, but this, and the sign's still out, but who knows? Yeah. So now to the creme de la creme of Star Wars amazingness, and that's Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, which was built uh, in the back part of the of Disneyland to be a whole new adventure, and it's it's so different because all the other lands used to be just like right off right off the hub mostly and you know had the word land in it so it's 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 well, just New Orleans a, Square and Critter Country. That's true. Um, town. But yeah, just from like classic Disneyland. Uh, but it's such an immersive experience. You you walk through one of the entrances and you're just on a different planet. It's, it's so seamless. Yeah. Uh, as opposed to Disney's Hollywood Studios. Let's not speak of that. It is not. Um, so what, it was one clearly thing, designed for Disneyland. Yeah, and they, they just copied it, obviously, because of the, the shape of it. Um, but you have to go both during the daytime and at night if you love Star Wars. There's all the cool sounds. like It sounds like there's ships flying by, and the daytime you can appreciate just all the detail. Uh, but at night, the lighting on the mountains is so cool. Um, even though they're rock, there's just like, it's, it's different, uh, like different shading and different colors on it. It's just really cool looking. Uh, obviously there's the two rides there. Um, the Millennium Falcon Smugglers Run, which has the, a whole replica of the Millennium Falcon right in front of it. And mm-hmm. it's a great picture spot. And you get a chance to pilot it. So pilot it or be a gunner yeah, so there's or three, be an engineer. Three parts to it, pilot, gunner, engineer. And some people, when we're on it, like you'll see a, a kid like complain or start crying because they don't get to pilot. The other ones are still fun. Yeah, it, I would not go into it thinking that if you don't get to pilot it, that it's not going to be fun. Because honestly, we've been pilot many times. I almost enjoy it more when we're a gunner. And the last time we did it, we were able to be engineers. And I'm like, this is actually just kind of fun for once yeah, to just get be to in the back just watching. It. Yeah, just watch it. Because when you're... Um, and the pilot, you're, you're the like pilot, stressed you're, the whole yeah, time. you're worried that you're... <laughs> and it's so frustrating, too, because it like... As with many video game, like 3D type things, it like forces you to go in this sort of vicinity, but you don't really know if you're going to be able to dodge yeah. a mountain or something. It's fun. And so if you have the chance to be a pilot, do I it. will also say with this ride, if you struggle with Star Tours because you get a little bit motion sick on it, I swear Smuggler's Run is not as intense as Star Tours. I would agree. If you're, if you're looking forward. Um, I guess if you're the engineer and you're just sitting on the side looking at flashing buttons, it, you might get a little motion sick. But maybe, but it, it's just it just definitely does not move as much as Star Tours. Yeah, Star Tours is very very jerky. Um, then, but then we've got the biggest ride, 
and the best ride. It's it's so amazing. Star Wars: Rise of the Resistance. So it's it's literally a whole experience because there's the transport that you go on, and then you get to be right. You get to be inside of on the Star Destroyer. The Star Destroyer, and it's just so huge. I don't. I, it's amazing how they fit this large looking area in the back lot of Disneyland. And then you get you're sent into an interrogation room. You escape, <laughs> and the cast members are so hilarious. How they're oh my just, gosh, they're amazing. They're cutely rude to you. Get over here and <laughs> don't. T- push buttons when you can because they yell at you and it's so fun (laughs) it's just it's such a cool experience and the one downside is obviously the ride does break down pretty frequently which is frustrating but it it is worth it like honestly this is one ride where I will wait an hour for this ride and I am not upset at the end and don't think you have to always pay for the individual lightning lane please don't pay for it unless it's like you this is your last chance yeah like you're you have a very limited time or something because even when it says it's a hundred and whatever, like ninety minute wait, it often isn't. So sometimes it is, sometimes but not always. Um, and the 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 queue area is just so cool too. There's so much to see, and they, they actually and it was have, well thought out. Yes, they have places to sit you can <laughs> along sit the way in the in the in the line. So nice, um, but it's just a it's an amazing experience from start to finish. I. I think like from from when you get on the or first the little pre-show to the end is about twenty minutes. It's which about is, twenty, yeah. So at least plan if you don't have to get anywhere really quick after. But this is also the one where people ask like, "What's your favorite ride in Disneyland?" And I say Space Mountain. And they go, "Really? Not Rise of the Resistance?" Like, oh, that's not even fair that's to put more that of an in. Experience. There's like, the, there's the ride portion at the end, which is so cool. It's so it's such a fun fun attraction. But like, I don't even compare it to any of the others because it wouldn't be fair. It's to just any of the an others. immersive experience. But there's so much more in Galaxy's Edge. Yes. So um, if you love uh, Star Wars characters, there's ones roaming around. Uh, We've seen Chewbacca. I was uh, carrying a small Chewie that uh, you touch his head and he he starts growling and moving his arms once. And uh, we were walking by Chewbacca and... Point or like pointed it to him. He grabbed the little baby Chewie out of my backpack and was like, and walked off with him. Going, <laughs> it was so awesome. You literally walked off with it. It was yep. really funny. Um, we've seen Ray. We've seen stormtroopers. Stormtroopers are probably the most frequent, and it's fun because they're like they interact with the yeah, guests. Yeah, they interact with the guests. Tell like, you what to, or not to do stuff. They're interrogating you a little yeah, bit, which really is fun. Cute. There's also. Uh, Boba Fett and Fennec Shand from the Book of Boba Fett have recently been introduced. And I'm so excited. Coming this month uh, is Man- the Mandalorian and baby Yoda or Grogu. So I'm, I'm excited to see him. Um, even during COVID, when they when they didn't have characters out, they were still in like the areas that you could Galaxy's still see Galaxy's Edge them, is so. laid out really well so that the characters could actually be up on like platforms. Yep. And it just seems like they're part of the ambiance and it works really, really well. That's the thing to understand with Galaxy's Edge and the characters. They don't really do like meet and greets. They're roaming around because this is their home. They live here. They're living their daily lives and you can... Try to stop them. Yeah, you might be you able to s- talk with them. If you see one of them, grab your camera and at least put it on selfie mode because you can kind of like walk with them. Don't you're not going to be getting a. Sometimes a great you can picture. with Chewie or Ray. Sometimes, yeah, sometimes, and especially if you have like a birthday pin or something. Yeah, <laughs> they'll they'll accommodate you. The other cool experience is Kylo Ren and the First Order uh, are by the the uh, First Order ship there, and it's kind of like a, a a short show, but then he comes out to interact too. So yeah. Then you have Oga's Cantina. We're getting into like the food and beverage here, which is all amazing. So Oga's Cantina is very difficult to get a reservation for, but it's not. It's pretty 
they, you, people have been able to walk up and join the walk up list yeah. pretty easily. Not Make necessarily, sure you ask. not necessarily in the app. Sometimes they have no. to go up and ask the cast members at the location. But especially if you have a small group, you should be able to get in. And a, it is actually family friendly. They have a yeah. lot of non-alcoholic drinks too. They have some snacks. But this is where you get it's such a cool experience, and you get to see DJ Rex. It is small in there, but it's it so intimate and fun. And um, you you may have to stand, uh, or you may have to share the, one of the large tables with another family. But yeah, DJ Rex is so cute. The music is amazing. Jordan has all the music in his car playing I sometimes, do, and I have it memorized. <laughs> he has them memorized, even the weird. Yep, uh, they're not in English. Arabesh songs. Um, so it's just it's a great experience, especially for kids. Uh, but yeah, they do have alcoholic drinks too if you're just with um, adults. And then um, for other restaurants, the other two main restaurants they have. Um, there is the Docking Bay Seven Food and Cargo. That's the biggest one. I will admit, I'm not the biggest fan of Docking Bay I Seven. I like it. It kind of gives me the feel of the Satuli Canteen at, uh, in Avatar or the, in, in Pandora. Pandora at Animal Kingdom. It's just it's cool food. It is cool. It's not necessarily like the world's most amazing food. Uh, a lot of people have had complaints about that, but it is good. I'm not saying it's not good food. And it's it's inside, so you can sit Which down. Is nice. uh, Usually, plenty of seating. Yep. And then the other one is Ronto Roasters, which I really, really love, especially their breakfast wrap. Yeah, try the breakfast wrap. It's like my favorite breakfast in the park. So if you like sausage, if you like uh, eggs, and you like a pita-type bread, it's it's just so good. I don't know what the sausage is they use, but... It, it's, I think it's kielbasa. It's amazing. But it, it's really, really, really good. I love it. Oh, and the drinks, too. Like, they have this uh, tea... The Tatooine Sunset. Yeah. And I love the Mela Run juice. It's just so good. Mm. So Mela check that out uh, for especially breakfast. But they also have a, a lunch and dinner version. And then there's also the milk stand. We can't forget yes. to mention the milk stand. Getting either, either the blue or green milk, team we, blue milk or team green milk. We prefer green slightly. Slightly. Depends on the day. Um, we also tried the extra, the ones where they have like the things in them. The Toydarian swirl and the Moncala swirl. Yeah. Mon Calamari swirl. That's the one that's gross. The Toydarian. It has this like spicy Don't disgustingness get the Toydarian swirl. And Jordan even likes spicy and yuck. No, it was not good. <laughs> get the, the Mon Calamari yeah, it has swirl. It's like it's these really cool good. little jello things in the bottom. It, it's really tasty. Um, but yeah, and like Dole Whips, these are plant-based. So even yep, though it says milk, good. if you are lactose intolerant, it is actually coconut and rice milk. Yep. So it does not have dairy in it And whatsoever. you can mobile order. And it's vegan. So. so it's actually good for everybody. But yeah, most people are team blue milk. If you're like, I only have enough money for one, I'm not sure where to go with. Most people like blue milk. Yeah, more people like blue milk, so try that one. Um, talking about stores, so the Droid Depot is a, a great store. They have some merchandise, but also you can build your own droid, uh, either an R series like R2D2, a B series, BB series like BB8, and now also the uh, C1 C1 series like um, which is Chopper from Chopper. Star Wars Rebels. So you get to pick like different from different colors, different types of heads. You could even buy extra ones to interchange them, and f- especially for the kids, you get to build it. So they have these uh, screwdriver things that come from the ceiling, and you can put it together and then you watch them activate it. It's an amazing experience. And if you're worried about 
um, carrying this around all the time because actually you cannot play with them in Disneyland. Right. They will confiscate them. But if you're worried about carrying it around everywhere, they have what they call droid daycare for free. And they not very many things are free at Disneyland, so yeah. take advantage. But you can drop it off and they will hang on to it for you as long as you pick it up before the end of the night. I can't remember how much the experience was. I think I, it's like, it was $100 when it was we did it. I know they raised the price in Florida. I don't know if they raised the price in California. 100 ish. Um, and if you're wondering, if I need, they do take reservations for Joy Depot. It is not 100% necessary. No. They have one shorter line for people with reservations, one longer line for people without reservations. Even on fairly busy days. But like, it's usually not that. Not he, that Jordan wanted to make a shopper and it, we got right in. So. Yeah, it's not a big deal. Um, and then Savi's, um, Savi's workshop. workshop. Oh my goodness. It is such an amazing experience. This is the one where you make your own lightsaber. The and fancy these, ones. These are the real, like, Expensive lightsabers. And yes, it is expensive, but it is an amazing experience inside. I don't want to tell you too much about it. You uh, can't, like, it's when they say you're allowed to bring whatever number of people you're allowed to bring in the room with you, take the maximum amount of people because yep. everyone will just absolutely enjoy this experience. It's just, yeah, it's breath like a, uh, I cry every yeah. time. <laughs> yeah. We have built how many? We've each built two. two we each. specifically made sure that we did not build them at the same time so that each yep. of us could enjoy well, the, I, the experience. When it first came out, I did it, and Jordan's like, oh, I'll just watch. And then the moment we go out, he's like, I have to do one. <laughs> it was so cool. I have cried every single time in that experience. So you have to. It is pricey. It's over $200 a person. You do need to make reservations. They, I'm sure that by now they can accept some walk ins, but just to be on the safe side, look, try to get reservations through the app. You but just go you, to the store. You have to go into the store's landing page in the app, and then it'll lead you to where you can. If you can um, save up and splurge, it's worth it. And they, it comes with the like basic case. You can a carrying carry, case. carry it around and put it on around your shoulder. And if you want to, at uh, the Doc on Dar's Den of Antiquities next door, you can purchase additional kyber crystals, which will change the color and sounds. I don't get of your how it works, saber. but yeah, it's you can change it it's to really so many cool. different colors, and. Um, if you're there at night, uh, go with your lightsaber by the Millennium Falcon. And there's always people like taking pictures. It's, you can have like little fake fights. It's 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 so cool. Um, then there's the other shops. There's the marketplace with like a little toy shop, um, a clothing shop. Um, they have one that's set up to look like it is a. Uh, souvenir shop for Batu for Black Spire Outpost. Yep. So there's nothing there that says Star Wars on it because it all nope. says Black Spire Outpost. But it's it's really cute stuff in there too. Because if you ask any of the cast members there about Star, Star Wars, they're no, like, oh, I you mean know. the anthologies? No, they call it the documentaries. The documentaries. <laughs> yeah, they're like, I don't know what Star Wars is. Um, then there's also a place where you can quote unquote adopt. Oh a my pet. gosh, they are so cute. The lo- they have a loath cat there in like this little crate that's snoring, wagging um, its tail, wagging its tail, and there's. All we, it seems like every time we go, there's maybe a new. A they new, have a lot of new animals, uh, animals so. that, the, that you can adopt, especially porgs. Yep. So go check Some those out. Some of them out. Like, have batteries in them and do things. It, yeah. It's really fun. There's also, if you are a person who purchased, who's decided to purchase a Magic Band Plus, then you can also participate in something called the Star Wars Batu Bounty Hunters, where you can, you're sent on a mission to try and find. Um, these characters who have bounties on their heads throughout Galaxy's Edge. We've talked about it a little bit in our Magic Band Plus episode, but uh, people have really, really, really enjoyed this game. You can play it as many or as few times as you'd like, um, and it's kind of like a hot or cold game, but it's fun. And if you've already purchased the Magic Band Plus, then there's no other yeah, thing free. to purchase. It's part of it. 
Um, and another thing, if you want a cool experience and just love Star Wars, you can see the fireworks really well from Galaxy's Edge. It's a little loud. There's no there's, music. There's no music, but it, it's just cool if you love fireworks and love Star Wars. Because so. then you can watch it over the Millennium Falcon yeah. and over the mountains of Black Spire. We don't necessarily recommend that in general because some, some people say to go there because it's less crowded. But, but if you're going to be there for like multiple days, then why not one night watch the fireworks from Galaxy's Edge? It's a really cool experience. People love it. They're very close. And then... That's it. Oh, that is all. <laughs> so, like, that is all. That's all the Star Wars stuff you can do. It's not much. Yeah, you nothing know. at all. <laughs> and if, even if you aren't a huge Star Wars fan, you got to do some of this stuff. Like, I don't know. the Especially the rides. Uh, Rise of the Resistance is one of the best attractions that Disney has ever made, ever. Um, the nice thing about Galaxy's Edge is that if you are a super fan, you're going to find these little um, Easter things. eggs yep, all over the place. And if you're not a big Star Wars fan, you're still just going to walk through just really appreciating the amount of detail just, and yeah, authenticity everything to everything that's there. Yep. So it really is for everybody. Um, so if you have anyone in your group who li- who loves Star Wars then these are the things that have to be on your to-do list and they will just have an absolute blast. It's fantastic. So yeah, I think that's, that's it. Yep. That's cause there's nothing in California adventure, which shouldn't surprise you. Yeah. But, um, nothing star Wars. There are, things. there's nothing in California <laughs> there's nothing, adventure. Don't even go there. <laughs> um, so that's, that's what we got for this week. And hopefully there's some things here that are helping you plan out if, and let us know online, like find us on Facebook or Instagram and let us know if there's anything you feel that we missed and we can share with other people that you love to do star Wars that we didn't talk about, or maybe that you felt we didn't give it an adequate amount of time. So uh, Facebook and Instagram at Disneyland forever. The handles are down in the description. Galaxy's edge does have nice bathrooms. Oh, my favorite <laughs> bathrooms, but that's, I mean, that might sound weird, but seriously, it, it's, it, you have to, um, with that in mind, Also, if you are planning your thinking about just starting to plan your trip to Disneyland, our friends at Getaway Today can help you. They have some deals coming up in the next little while. So find their our our affiliate link in the description below saves you a lot of money. It actually also kind of helps support us as well. You still save money. doesn't change your price whatsoever, Um, but they're great to work with. They can answer even more questions for you. And then make sure that you are subscribed to our podcast. You can get alerts when our new episodes drop. And we already mentioned, think about consider leaving a rating on Apple or Spotify uh, to help us out. We would really appreciate it. And um, we will probably not be doing an episode next week since it's Thanksgiving. We'll see. You'll, we will see. So <laughs> we'll have another one in the future. We might not be there next week, but we will definitely be like the next, the week after that. So just if nothing pops up next Thursday, that would be why. But I would, I'd be surprised if you're sitting there like waiting for your podcast to drop on Thanksgiving Day. But I don't know. I don't know your life. Mm-hmm. So, um, but that's that's all for this week. Thank you guys so much for all the support we're getting online. It's, we really appreciate it. We love to know that we're reaching you guys and helping you guys out. So we'll try to do the correct episode published right now. Yay! Okay. <laughs> so we will see you guys later. All right. Bye. Bye. <laughs>